0: I'm excited. Welcome to our very first Property Pulse podcast. In today's episode, our first guest is Marcel Jacobs from Jacobs Financial Planning. So a licensed financial planner that's been in the business industry a long time, who I use personally myself. During this episode, Marcel will talk about how property ownership contributes to long term net growth and wealth, the importance of a diversified financial portfolio, and advice on how to make informed and successful decisions when investing in real estate. So let's jump right
1: in. Welcome to the Property Pulse podcast, your prime source for Southeast Queensland real estate insights. Understand the latest property data in Queensland to grow your net worth as Jeff Tompkins interviews industry experts to give you the latest market updates.
0: Hey everyone, welcome along to the very first Property Pulse podcast. I'm Jeff Tompkins, your host and the face behind GCT Property, your go-to buyer's agent, in Southeast Queensland. Today kicks off a new series where we check with industry experts on a regular basis. I'm excited to have uh, Marcel Jacobs from Joe Kids Financial Planning as a financial planner and our first guest on the show. Get ready for some fantastic insights into how property can shape your financial future. Let's jump right in. Welcome Marcel, thank you for joining us
1: today. Good day, Jeff, thank you for the introduction. Just a little bit of background for me, I'm a financial advisor. I run a practice called Jacob's Financial Advisory. We've been in business for about seven years and we take a very holistic approach to, uh, to financial planning. We're very goals based and goals focused and yeah, we've got a strong kind of history, been in planning since around 2002 and there've been a lot of changes, but what, what's remained the same is putting clients first and always tracking towards their goals and objectives. Great. And I can really vouch for that. So. Myself and
0: Marcel, we met a a few years ago when we were looking to uh, share business premises and what interesting how you meet people in life and they become lifelong friends and just from a simple sharing an office and we kept in contact and we started running together. Now we, we share clients. Marcel is my own personal financial planner. I've never had a financial planner in my life, but as a busy business owner, I've really found the benefits of having a professional there, looking at all the numbers and figures guiding us. And of course you don't always stick to that plan. And when we got off track, Marcel's pulled us back in and said, this is what we need to modify, changing it. So I can really vouch for the benefits of having a financial planner. I feel much more secure knowing that I've got a plan getting closer to retirement, that I've got some sort of figure. So I really vouch for having the advice of a very good financial planner. And we've really worked together with clients to help them create wealth as well. So it's been a great journey, Marcel.
1: Yeah, great. Excellent to hear. Excellent. Okay. From a
0: financial planning perspective. How does property ownership contribute to building long-term wealth compared to other investment options, myself?
1: Yeah, sure. And sorry, mate, before we just jump straight into that response, I just need to provide a a general advice warning in terms of what we're talking about today and specifically myself. And for you as well, Jeff, I guess it's the advice is generally in nature and it may not be right for you and certainly not tailored. So you can't assume that it's going to be suitable for you. And yeah, it's it's essentially general advice. I just wanted to make that note. And in addition to that, although we run a, a kind of a holistic financial planning firm, we're not qualified to advise on property. And that's where my clients talk to Jeff because he he's not only got the experience, but the certification, the license to to advise on property. That will for me on that. But further to your question, Jeff, ownership: How does property ownership contribute to building long term wealth compared to other investment options? The first thing I thought about here is you can't live in your bank account or your share portfolio, can you? And particularly in today's society, that roof over your head is is so crucial. It obviously alleviates the never ending forking out of money to, for rent or to a landlord and what's even more important is having that property or the mortgage that's attached to it paid down before you retire because. That establishes quality of life. I know an, a number of people who have got to that stage where they still have a mortgage and, and it's just tough. It's a bank, it's a big checkbox in terms of property compared to other investment options. And even if we're just talking about the, the family home, but in saying that when you've got that property, you're always going to be participating in the, the growth of that asset through all, through the decades, through different markets, ups and down. You, you participate in that growth, and alongside that it be, it can become the driver to build other assets because you can start to rely on the equity and use that home as a as a starting point to to build further wealth so it's it's quite a big thing and you can go down the path of renting and you can grow a portfolio quite strongly over time but and you can use like a margin loan, but it's so different to Basically, what you can borrow against a property, which is up to 90% and at a relatively low rate, even if it is six or six and a half percent. So that, that there in itself is, is I think a huge differentiator if we're talking about other assets.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point, Marcel. And I think it's why a lot of investors are more comfortable with property in their portfolio. And even if you look at banks, like you just said, you go to the <laughs> yeah. bank to get a loan for an investment property, generally they'll lend up to a maximum of about 90% if it's to buy shares or Bitcoin or other, or a business even, it's yep. they're willing to lend much less against the value. So that just tells you which banks are very risk averse. There yep. must be something in that, the fact that they're willing to lend a much higher percentage against a, a residential property we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even the interest rates like on a margin loan, for example, they're upwards of 9%. Yep. Gr- great. Okay. So can you discuss the role of diversification and
0: how property investment can be one part of a well-diversified financial portfolio, other assets you would include in your financial plan or potentially?
1: Yeah, sure. That's, yeah, if if we're putting this against shares, bonds, it's a great diversifier because it has a different return profile, risk profile, depending on the property. But yeah, if you've got a portfolio of different assets, you can achieve diversification through those differing characteristics. I think the main one, however, is at the end of the day, shares and property, they're both growth assets and will grow over time. But I think the key difference there is with the property, there's not a lot of short-term volatility risk. Now, if I could define volatility risk, that's where an asset will fluctuate a lot over the short-term. And that's typically associated with shares on a stock market. So for instance, if you take the biggest company in Australia, which is BHP, and if you look back over the last five years, You can see that stock has fallen and dropped or increased even by 20 or 30% multiple times over the last month. And the reason for that is that stock is priced every minute of every day. When a, a buyer and a seller come together and they exchange and one person buys the shares and one person sells the shares. So that price points getting confirmed every minute of every day and when that happens, you get this kind of ups and downs in the price of that stock. Right. Uh, and if we compare that to property, the average residential property in Australia only sells every seven or eight two years, which is a long time before that price is confirmed between a buyer and a seller. Yes. So with that period, you just don't get that volatility risk.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I always sorry, recommend for investors looking at property. It's not the return today or tomorrow or in the next 12 months. It's a Generally, it's a long-term because we don't know the future. We know long-term the growth is pretty consistent over the long-term, but uh, you can't rely on property making a lot of money in the first 12 months, for example, where it appears potentially could be that way.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I guess in all of that, I think the property piece can provide uh, a source of stability to a portfolio when it's sitting alongside shares or bonds or whatever else is in the portfolio. Sure, great. And next, how do... Factors like
0: market trends, interest rates, and economic influence indicators influence the financial outcomes of a, a property or investment property.
1: Okay. So all those things that you've mentioned are fear-generating factors. Yes. And, and those types of things cause people to make emotional decisions, which is certainly not how you want to manage any type of investment. Yes. Remember COVID? Yeah. <laughs> Our our world was ending people were offloading properties, delaying purchases, and then we know what happened after that.
0: Yeah. The market went crazy.
1: (laughs) It went absolutely nuts. Yeah. Economic indicators like that, they're, they're what we call macro, macro indicators, and yes, they're important to take into account, but they're really out of our control. So when it comes to, and I think I've learned a little bit of this from you in terms of uh, when it comes to investing, the first thing is to prove yourself in a position to buy, do your research, get advice and then invest not to get too caught up in what's happening around the place. Because yeah, when you're going into these sort of things, it's long-term anyway. Oh,
0: totally. And when you look back, interestingly over the last few years, because there've been so many of these market conditions that we've never seen before, like you said, yeah. coming out of COVID and uh, there was a lot of talk about property prices collapsing and people delayed or didn't buy or sold property, really good property and instead of sitting back and just holding it. And those yep. ones that did hold or purchased against the trend, they actually yep. were the ones that got that immediate equity in a very short space of time. And right. I've actually seen recently with those higher interest rates that we saw last year with interest rates going from 2% to 6% in a very short time frame. And uh, again, people commenting that really weren't uh, property owners or investors didn't have experience in the market and saying, Hey, interest rates are going to go up. So property prices must crash or come down. My first property purchase, the interest rate I paid was 20%. Yes. And my property still went up within 18 months to buy a better property. So yeah, people get caught up in, in, the, in the news and the media and all these shock statements that people just remember, this is these, put these shock statements out to too, too fear because that's what sells eyeballs essentially. Yeah. If you sit back and look at the data or speak to someone that's been in the property investment owned property themselves, you say, sure, some years the property went up, some years it went down, but the long term... Return yep. was very strong. So I suppose it's like you said, sitting back and just know you've invested and waiting yep. for that time to take care of the the, the growth and the property and the rental income.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even on the flip side, since COVID, yeah, we've had the first two years growth in property markets, three years were excellent. And then people look at that and go, geez, property is very isn't it? I'm going to invest. And it's okay if that's a long-term thing, but you've got those others and, geez, that's done well. That's a good place to invest. So they try and get in there to make a quick buck. But that's right, pan. Yeah, and if it's only a short term, you can get very boots. Oh, totally. I think we
0: saw that going back at uh, um, previous cycles when the resources boom was going very strong, and a lot of people invested just basically on the return and the short term results, and not looking at the long term drivers yeah. of the factors, the population growth, um, economies of scale, various multiple industries, and yep. some people were really affected by that because they weren't looking at the big picture and. That yeah. All the drives that influence sure. property growth, not just properties going up. It's not the only driver. There's a lot yes. of data. As industry experts, we look at that data and we can pinpoint not just interest rates, not just a fantastic return, but a whole combination of factors over the long term.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great. Absolutely.
0: And lastly, question. And finally, for someone starting their property investment journey, Marcel, what financial yep. strategies or advice would you recommend to help them make informed and successful decisions and property?
1: Yes, I think with someone starting out, a big one is not to overcommit on your first property. It's so tempting to go big and beautiful straight away, but that sort of decision can really pin you down for a long time. And if you are thinking of multiple properties or building a portfolio, yes, think about that first transaction and how you plan to do that, but you need to think beyond that. You need to think about the second and the third and how is that actually going to be made possible? So a bit of planning, you can't kind of just, oh yeah, I'll buy the first one and then I'll buy another one. But you are got to work out the steps in that and work out how that's actually going to happen. So there's a fair bit of number crunching in there.
0: Yeah, I think that's where having those professionals working together. So if someone's looking, and we've done this with several clients, you might have met them or I might have met them initially. I want to get into property investment and the first thing we need is to have a a good financial specialist run their their borrowing capacity numbers before we talk about locations or property types if you're giving them a financial plan to build their wealth to retirement you need to have steps on that and then you need to come back to what they can afford to buy today from the financial the broker or the bank and then based on that sort of timeline or results what would a buyers agent specialist recommend in terms of locations or price points
1: yeah yeah absolutely so we're The property discussion comes up quite a bit with clients. Um, And as I said, to reiterate, we can't give property advice, but what our financial plan incorporates is an assessment of cash flow, tax implications, level of borrowing, uh, making sure that the, the impact of that borrowing doesn't flow on and take away from other strategies in the plan. So we can help clients to come up with a purchase price understand the cash flows of that property. And then they're going to go from there. There's often, even just recently clients wanting to build this property, portfolio, et cetera, but then they're also close to retirement. And it's we just, uh, we need to start drawing income from these things in the next five or 10 years, and we would not need to bring that back a little bit because having five or six properties in the next 10 years is not going to work. You could do it, but you'd have a fair bit of debt on your hands, which is not the right time to have a, a fair bit of debt. So. Yeah, everyone's obviously different. And yeah, when that property discussion does come up, uh, it's always just about mapping it out and how it's going to work and yeah, just making sure it fits with their goals and objectives. Yeah, I think that's a real
0: benefit. Why I see from you as a financial planner, the, the role of the financial planner is we've all got ideas. We get excited about property and ideas, what we, what we should and shouldn't do. But you're looking at from an overall perspective of how's that achievable gonna, how is that plan going to be achievable? And these are the steps we need to take. And, uh, really bring us back to a plan and having the other real benefit of the financial plan is having that tailored plan because we are all different with different ages, we have different incomes, we different have different goals and lifestyle and financial goals. So having that, I I guess it's not a one case fits all. That disclaimer you mentioned at the start of the, the podcast today, I think it's relevant. Yes, today we're talking about generic advice things, but we always recommend that you speak to a specialist and understand your actual financial position and also what I did learn from yourself after our several meetings is that risk profile, how we're all different, have different risk profiles, and you gave us individual plans for that. And yes. I think the real, I was, it was a real insight for me to see how much work a financial planner puts into making that plan. And I, I, from a personal point of view, it gives you that confidence that, hey, I've got retirement coming up and not to, uh, too far away is that we've got some sort of plan to achieve that. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, you're right. It's, yeah. And for you as well, it, it all comes back to, yeah, getting to know the client, what they're about and what they want to work towards. Well, then you can start to map out a strategy or for yourself, look at property characteristics and stuff like that. So thank you, Marcel, for joining us. Uh, it's yeah, been excellent. an absolute pleasure. Yep. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Okay. Thanks everyone
0: for joining us today. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please share this episode. We would love you to leave us a review as it may help others with this content and give some insights into property and financial planning. And I hope everyone benefits from the content that we're going to be sharing on a regular basis. So exciting first, very first podcast hitting uh, 2024, running the property market. I'm sure many will see around Australia is very strong. We're in Southeast Queensland and some amazing results coming out of property. So remember to hit the uh, subscribe button to uh, keep up with the latest episodes coming out. And if you'd like to make contact with Marcel or myself, our details will be in the show notes. See you next time.